Welcome to Anthony Ploga Music. This is Eddie Ludema, the producer of the podcast. I'll be the show's MC while Tony is away from the mic, hiking the beautiful Pacific Rim Trail with his son, Jason. In the bonus room, Tony and Jock talk about perhaps the most unusual aspect of his career, doing voiceovers for all sorts of media. And Jock was ready to inspire us. He impressed us with a handful of fun renditions of what different hypothetical cartoon characters just might sound like. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to subscribe on any of the podcast platforms out there and be sure to spread the word. Well, there's one aspect of your career that we have not talked about, and I'd like to get into that. And that is, I'm not sure when you started this, but you have done many, many, um, I don't know if you'd call it voiceovers. That's basically basically the the main thing, yeah. Well, the first one I did was the one I told you about with uh, my mom. What do you call that that kind of kind of work basically voiceovers i've done a lot of little cartoon things or little video things uh, tv commercials radio commercials i did a lot of work for clear channel which ended up becoming iheart and uh, I've, I've done you know a hundred commercials for those guys and a lot of different kinds of things um yeah it it, it, it it's very much like music in a way uh I don't know how else to put it. It's very much like music. And and acting is something that I kind of always have felt like it was part of me anyway. So so when you go in to do something, do they ask you to do a specific voice or do you just come up with a voice on your own? Well, there's there's several areas of that business. There's narration, you know, which you'd see on any of your Discovery Channel things, whether you know. The Red Hawk enjoys flying in the evening sun or that or you get the you know you get your right <laughs> i'm trying to keep from laughing here oh please do <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of commercials you know where you're you're selling a a, a, a car you know the honda odyssey van you know a lot of that or, or just as me the honda odyssey van or let me continue on because because I want I may I may enjoy the next part more. <clears throat> the other other ones are characters and cartoons and stuff like that. Now that's kind of that's more what I like to do because they get, you get in there and they ask you you know who is this guy? Well, you're going to play uh, uh, Marconi, and uh, he's just dis- discovered a new kind of a, a radio thing. Uh, uh, Giuseppe, this, this is HD radio, and it will do more for everybody than anything ever. You know, just lousy accents uh, in a cartoon manner. And, and I must say that probably a bigger accent on me than my parents was, except for certain things like... I like to do Western kind of things. I like to uh, tell you I'll rip your belly right out. But be, other than that, <laughs> it was Mel Blanc. You know, sitting in front and watching all those, those, and then realizing that that one man was doing all the voices of all those Looney Tunes cartoons. And it was just, I loved him. And, 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 I, and I thought, well, this is something that I really enjoy doing. So... Oh, for example, I did a, I did a cartoon series that uh, it's only available on Amazon now. But it's uh, I did seven characters for twenty six episodes. So and they were all kinds of different kind of characters. And um, I was a green monster called the Mighty Og. 
Og want, og want big, big apple. Og love apple. <laughs> or, uh, in the same one, I was, I was the, uh, the, what would you call him? Well, he was called the Time Master. He was indeed the one who kept time running on Time Island. Or, uh, Henry, the stock from New York. No, 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 you can't do that. It's a stork. Amadeus, the musical mouse. Ready, one, two, one, two, three. Or, uh, what was this guy's name? I forget. But he was a goat, a Greek goat. Oh, this is very bad. This is very, very bad. Or, uh... A little scarab beetle who's the valet to the queen. Oh, my queen, I love you so. I must help you where I go. Or, of course, there's other voices that I like to do, but, uh, um, well, <clears throat> one of my favorites is, uh, you know, this is going to be real good. We're going to take these here chicken wings, and I'm going to throw a little batter on them, and I'm going to put them on there and cook them real slow. You're going to like it. It's going to be good. <laughs> when did you start doing voices? When I was a five years I mean, I've done always done funny voices. I probably did them when we were in American Youth Symphony, too, you know. Or... I mean, I mean, in terms of, like, doing it for money. Oh, like for as, money? As... Yeah. Uh, about 2000. For commercials. And, and, I did about 2005 and... uh, or six. About 2006. And... um I joined a a thing that um, was called Voice One Two Three, which is like an online uh, uh, agency, <clears throat> and I got a lot of work through them. Um, the cartoon series I got through a guy named Jim Meskimen, who's very big in the in the in the uh, voiceover world, and uh, he he recommended me to somebody, and then I ended up copping all those gigs. Life being as complex as it is right now, I'm not doing very much of that too much right now unless somebody just calls me out and asks me to do it. That cartoon series, man, I thought that was going to go forever, but the guy who was backing it died, and uh, the, the money dried up. They couldn't sell it to Nickelodeon because they wanted their own productions. They couldn't sell it to Disney, and they couldn't sell it to PBS because PBS wants educational materials. So they ended up selling it to Amazon and ended up being a nothing, you know. So what's the difference with narration? You would just read in your normal voice, basically? Or would you have sort of a, a character voice, like, for that? Well, I I can imagine one that would be a character voice, like... Me and Raldo were out looking for some deer, and we got our, our 270 Winchesters with us, loaded with Hornady holiday, Hollow Points. And we're going to go out and the deer, you know, maybe, maybe something like that. I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. Um, if you're looking for deer with hollow points, uh, hornady hollow points, uh, and you're from the south, I don't want you to be hating on me. Have I done any Germans? Let me think. I don't think I've done any Germans. I don't think I have. I've done Italians, uh, a couple of Italians. Uh, when you do narration, basically, <clears throat> you want to, to do the kind of, you want to keep it interesting, um, but uh, try to locate the best internet connection of it possible, whether it's your own home, work, or family internet. You don't want to, you don't want to put a whole lot of crap on there, you know. Um, uh, 
as I said earlier, you know, the the grizzly bear enjoys fruit all summer long, and that's because he needs to fatten up for the winter. Whatever you want, you, whatever the copy is, you just kind of want to uh, talk it. Some things, I oh, I, I've done a lot of children's stuff, which can be really fun. Um, this is Gertie. Gertie the goose. He sees a very small spider. He loves spiders. You, you know, you, you go into it telling kids stories as a kid, as you would tell it to little kids, you know. Uh, that's fun. I like that, too. I like being myself, too, but I like doing um, characters. It's fun. The interesting, th- interesting thing is watching you, and, and I can see you. On the podcast, nobody can see you, but watching you when you do these, you move the way the character would move. It's not like you're just holding still. When you do these voices, mm-hmm. you're moving, and so you're really, Absolutely. You're really into it. And, and, really and an interesting sidelight. So when we did the cartoon, I would have a camera on me all the time, as I did my vocals, and then they would send it to the animators, and I would look at the characters and realize that they were doing my, it was my, the way I would do it, like, you know. Really? Yeah, like, like, like uh, the bad guy, you know, you know, uh, (laughs) he would do that then after I did that, and I, this is really Uh nice for my ego. Wow, that's great. Yeah, you, you, that's getting into into character, you know. And, and, and as also, as they say, here's an example for you. So I'm going to talk to you like this right now. And then I'm going to do something that they always say. Put a smile in it. You know, I'm going to do the, exactly the same. I'm going to talk to you right now, but I've got a smile in it. And there's a difference. There's a different difference in it. Right? And it's, uh, yeah, it's like put a, little more, put a little vibrato on that thing. <laughs> I would think being a musician helps with all of that too. Absolutely, and the timing, especially, which is which I didn't even realize until I started doing it. It's like they would say, "Okay, this is a thirty-second ad," and give me the copy, and I would notice that some people, like is you know, forty-five seconds a minute later, they would they'd be through. But I would sense the timing on these things, and I my my timing is pretty damn good and bringing in a, a spot almost exactly without a, without a clock on me when the timing is supposed to be because I can feel the click in my head, you know. Yeah, a lot of that is really is really valuable. And also, uh, strangely enough, the, the same experience that I would have had with Frank Zappa standing in a booth behind glass with a very intimidating person on the other side made it so I wasn't so intimidated when I go into the studio, which is exactly the same. You stand behind the glass and you're doing your thing. It could be very intimidating, but I've been intimidated by the best of them. Or Ingolf Dahl looking at me in front of the entire debut orchestra, making me do it over and over and over again till it was right. That's pain, right? You know? (laughs) So, yeah, any of those kind of, they all work together. They all work together, all of those those experiences. Well, Boy, this has been great, Jack. Are there any final things you'd like to say? You've had such a great career. I mean, so many different things you've done with your life. I'm still doing it. I've got a gig with Robbie coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I play with uh, Billy Mitchell and his circle of friends. We, we play all over uh, the city. We made a lot of records that he puts out on his own label. Um, I'm still playing. I practice every day. I have fun. Uh, I like it. I still love it. I don't like just like like it. I love it. It's it's a zen to me. It it brings me back to my 
my circle. You know, it's good stuff. And I, I may I may not like practicing when I first start doing it, but but after about half an hour, I say, damn, I'm sounding good. You know, this feels good. Let's keep going. It's a yeah, it's a lifelong thing, isn't it? <laughs> 